Welcome to the Celtics Pride podcast on Celtics Blog. I'm Adam Motenko. With me, as always, my twin brother, Josh Motenko. It's the dog days of summer, my brother. Wow. Yeah, that was strange. I was wondering what that was. Uh, Yeah, it is the dog days of summer. I'm a little surprised we're podcasting right now. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, I kind of want to take the entire summer off and just come back in September. But, you know, we got to give the people something to talk about. Mike Minkoff is not with us. He is taking a little time off. Josh, what do you want to talk about today? Then I got a list of questions for you, brother. I'm trying to right. figure out. You had some comments uh, on the last pod. I did listen to the last episode that I wasn't on. Um, but you were talking about the difference between Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens at the helm. Uh, you were talking about the Durant rumors and stuff. And then you, you basically, I think it was you, you called Danny Ainge a home run hitter. Mike did, yeah. He Mike said, did. Stevens is a singles hitter, Ainge is right. a home run hitter. Okay, so my question for you, I mean, I guess this is this should be a question for Mike. We'll ask him on the next one. Is Danny Ainge more Manny Ramirez, Big Poppy, or Mo Vaughn? Oh, yeah, it's Mo Vaughn. He's definitely an older school home run hitter. When I think about those these, these kind of guys who they'll hit a bunch of dingers and they'll also uh, strike out a lot, the guy from our childhood was Jack Clark, right? But that's not who Danny Ainge is. He's not striking out that much, but he's definitely more Mo Vaughn where he's like swinging for the fences and he'll he'll drive in a bunch of runs, but he's not getting on base as as much as you might like. He's, I don't know if there's a, a, a GM or an executive in the NBA who is uh, the uh, Manny Ramirez who's getting on base and hitting for power and, you know, that kind of a baseball analogy. Um but Stevens is on base percentages high enough, at least so far, that I think I think Mike and I both felt like we'll take him over Ainge. Who's who is Brad Stevens' baseball player comp then? I don't know. I don't follow baseball anymore. Um, but 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 you look at what what Ainge did in Utah, and I'm and I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, is he a a, a house flipper? <laughs> Danny yeah. Ainge go he finds a, a a house that needs some loving and he like tears it down to the studs and then rebuilds it into this beautiful mansion and sells it I think he is I think that's that may be you know when he's talking to the jazz owner and thinking about does he want to take this job like does he say you know what I think I think you've hit your ceiling with these players and I would I would uh trade them and restart when Danny Ainge I, we had this exercise when I was like, when we were seeing Paul George get traded for all those picks, I was like, man, how many could you get for Jalen Brown? How many could you get for Jason Tatum? Like how many, let's, if Jason Tatum were on the market, how many picks you, you think he could get? If assuming a team had them, given well, the, the numbers, the numbers Gobert got like up. seven, right? Exactly. The numbers keep going up. So as a GM, you got to sit there and wonder, right? At least just as a thought exercise, right? Sure. Is it worth trading the good players that I have if I can get this humongous haul? How much fun would that be? Danny Ainge likes to build through the draft too, right? He's pretty good at it. Yeah, but Danny Ainge, look, Danny Ainge hasn't rebuilt the Utah Jazz yet. I do think the move extends his career a little bit. That's one of the things about Mo Vaughn. He had a shorter career. And so your comparison, I wonder how accurate it is because Ainge had some big home runs. But he only had a few of those. It's not like he had a ton of home runs. Um, and it wasn't like over a long, long, long period of time like a, like a big poppy. 
Um, he's had two of the biggest home runs in his jobs history, Josh. Like he's changing the game. He did it with with the KG and Tatum. That yep, that changed the game, and he's he, he's doing it again in Utah. Well, he hasn't, like he hasn't created the he hasn't he hasn't gotten like top three, top five picks yet. So, no, but he's going to because he's going to trade Donovan Mitchell probably to New York. He's going to get a bunch of their picks and their swaps going out into the future. And that New York team is not going to be good enough to be a contender a number of years into the future. And Utah's going to bottom out and that's where they will be guaranteed high picks. Do you think there's no way he gets traded to Miami because of the Pat Riley, Danny Ainge relationship? A hundred percent. They have real beef. <laughs> there's like, you can go in, on YouTube and find videos that detail his beef that I actually are put on by um, by our parent company, uh, Vox Media. They have a whole like beef series, and Danny Ainge and Pat Riley are a part of that. I mean, I don't think I don't think Miami has enough to give anyway. But for that reason, why if you're Ainge, why would you trade him to to Miami to Pat Riley? I, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I think the New York thing, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective of they're probably still going to be bad. You know, you can get a lot of picks from several different types of teams, um, but you'd want to pick a team even that's if still going to be bad. Even if the Knicks keep all of their players and all they do is trade like as many picks and swaps right. as they can of their own, and they've got three or four other picks that are decent picks, they're not not amazing. If they traded every single pick, no other players, and I don't know, I haven't even looked at the salary cap implications of that whether they need to trade salary uh, with it but and they kept rj barrett and obi toppin and uh mitchell robinson along with jalen brunson and and they've got they've got mitchell like that's still not an amazing team you're still uh, and and uh, right you're building around two smaller guards julius randall yeah i mean like those two small guards are going to get picked apart in the playoffs like that defense is not that good i think donovan mitchell actually has a, a lot of potential to play better defense than he has i'm totally. i don't understand why he hasn't i think he hasn't been surrounded by good defensive players like when he switches on the wing he he's his well no gobert is the only other defensive player potentially on that team and he's a rim protector so as all yeah, the, and he's Bob, called him out too Sure, but as Bogdanovich and Ingles and all these guys are letting dudes on the wing blow past him, I see that as the the easy out for Donovan okay. Mitchell to not try as hard. I think that he's got a whole other world of uh, potential defensively once he gets into the playoffs with a team that with other players that really lock down, where he looks around and he's like, okay, everybody's on the same page with this. I can see him playing to another level. I actually think that he's if he goes to the Knicks, he's their best player, like by far. I think that he's oh, yeah. on the Jalen Brown level of of second tier NBA star and perennial All Star. You know, I Agreed. think both those I, guys should be perennial All Stars. I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's phenomenal offensively. I mean, coming in when he was drafted, he was expected. He was what twelfth or thirteenth. He was expected to be a defense first guy, smaller but huge wingspan. It's like six ten wingspan, built well. Like he sh- he should be able to guard point guards uh, up to small forwards. And, and it was his offense that really surprised people. Uh, and now that's his calling card. And I, I don't know where the defense went, but he's young. He's super athletic. He's like a smart guy. He comes from an athletic family. Uh, like he, and, and people who, I think his dad uh, worked for one of the baseball teams in New York. Like he's, 
he's got everything you want in a star player, I think. I, I don't know enough about his attitude the last few years, though. Yeah. Well, if if Brad Stevens has a player comp for baseball, I'm, I'm thinking it's Mookie Betts. You know, for, is that, that's not too soon, is it? Too soon? I think we haven't seen the longevity of either of them. Um, and for all the Jack Clark fans out there, my brother Adam did compare him to Manny Ramirez and Big Poppy earlier. Just rewind the pod. Okay, moving on. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we got Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I haven't really shared my thoughts on him on the pod yet. And I think it's kind of a clear cut that he's the third best player on this team as he comes in. You know, he's saying all the right things. I think both the team and he said that that he's willing to take a bench role, which means coming off the bench, not starting. Um, I don't, I don't really see that playing out that way. And I don't think that he's got like bad intentions or anything. I just think he's good enough to be our third best player. And I don't really think it's close. Um, he's the only guy who, who's been a 50, 40, 90 guy on our team. Um, he comes in averaging 26 and five pretty much for the last three years. And I think he's the best ball handler on the team. I think he, he keeps his dribble alive really well. So I, I can see him having like kind of competing with Marcus smart for the starting point guard role. Um, and I, I just think that he's going to be a dude who, like, we can rely on to score the ball and to facilitate things when we were kind of searching for that dude. Besides Tatum, you know, if Tatum wasn't doing all that, it wasn't Brown, it wasn't Smart, who was both scoring and facilitating all the time. Um, so I think Brogdon's that guy. I mean, I'm okay with you putting him in the conversation for third best player but he's there with Marcus Smart and Horford and Rob Williams. And Rob, it totally depends on how much he can play, but that he is the third best player if he's playing a full season. Horford, you got to see what, what drop-off he has, but if, if Horford gives them another year like this past one, he's the third best player. I think Horford was this year, right? This past and the year. playoffs Horford was, yes. All year long, full year uh, including the playoffs. I would, put it, I would give that to Smart for the entire okay. year. okay. Um, but you are wrong about the starting job. That is smarts. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. You wouldn't rock the boat and change that right now. I just don't know how it, if it's going to continue to play out that way. You are discounting Malcolm Brogdon's injury potential as well. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Heart, right? You, you yes. you're the one that likes to say the best of, it, of ability is availability, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, people who there's a lot of people who talking about like. Well, Chris Paul is the only true point guard in the NBA right now. Um, I think there's other all-star level true point guards. And Brogdon's like a perfect example. Low-tier all-star, has been an all-star before. Despite the injury history, I think he's um, kind of just like Rob Williams. Like the second half of last year, I would have said Rob Williams is the third. Not like the year before this past year. He, I would say Rob Williams was the third best player. That's when he really started coming on into his own. Um, and I say all of this, you know, with, with Marcus Smart being my favorite player in the entire NBA. Um, one of the things Brogdon does really well, he'll get under the backboard and keep his dribble alive. Like he'll drive into the paint and circle under the hoop and back up to the high post, keeping his dribble alive, like continuing to find people. I don't remember ever seeing Marcus Smart do that 
like really ever, ever, or Kemba or IT, like all the big guards. Kyrie could do it, but did we want him doing that? I don't know, right? So I, I just think Brogdon is bringing something that we really haven't had. Um, and 26 and five speaks for itself to me. He's the perfect fit. I love it. Cool. Do you think that it brings the starting point guard position up for grabs? Not in the beginning of the season. And I'm saying this by also saying this will be a clickbait theme throughout the year at some point. Who is the real starting point guard on the Boston Celtics? Smart or Brogdon? And I'm wondering, I'd like to bring it up now. What do you think? Like halfway through the year, all-star break. The only way it changes is based on injuries. If Smart is out for a period of time and Brogdon comes in and does a phenomenal job and it changes things for the Celtics in a way that they needed and Brogdon is healthy and Smart is not, then yeah, maybe. But you do not want Smart coming off the bench in that shooting guard role like he had the last couple of years before this past one where he's jacking up threes and not setting people up. You need him thinking that he is the point guard and his job is to set up the offense. And that's part of the reason that you get that you have to keep him in that role. In addition to the fact that he just was the starting point guard for the, the Eastern Conference yep. champions yep. and has been a point guard, like was when he came into the league, has had these abilities. He's always been one of the better passers on the team. He's always been underrated in his ability to set people up. Um, and the people that think he's not a point guard don't understand that they're missing something there. Yeah. I think you have, he's deceiving because he can guard so many other people. Totally. I, so there's two comments I have one. He's had a whole year as the, everyone knows I'm the starting point guard on this team. Finally year. Uh, and he proved that, that he can do that. However, I don't know if we need him in that role in order for him not to play like the shooting guard he played like two, three, four years ago. Like that trend of him jacking shots he shouldn't take. If if he's if Udoka says, like, I still need you to play the same, you're just the two right now. I think that he, like, I wonder if he can learn how to continue to play the same way even though there's someone else on the court, like just like he would if he's the point guard and Malcolm Brogdon's in next to him at the two. Like, Well, that would just be another really think he can't impressive learn. feather in Udoka's hat. Like, sure, or, or it's maybe just something that any player can learn, as, especially as they become a veteran and make adjustments to get further and make it to the finals and almost win the whole thing. Like the adjustments that all these players have made, I think are kind of a key theme for the, the off season here. And we just got Malcolm Brogdon who in, in my, I think arguably is a better point guard uh, in potentially is a better ball handler. So the only thing that this team did not have is when Tatum's shot wasn't falling or he was exhausted facilitating and smart neat was looking for somebody else to help out because he drove and got doubled or drove into traffic and stopped. And now he's looking for someone else to make a play having Brogdon out there as potentially a better point guard than smart uh, when healthy, I think is kind of, it makes this argument fun to have. Uh, Josh, even when Brogdon and smart are playing together, I want smart thinking he's the point guard. I, we, we know he has proven to us time and again, that's smart when, when he's on the floor and he has an open look, he's going to take it. And when he's on the floor with inferior 
offensive players, he feels a responsibility to take more shots. Yeah, you can teach him to be a ball mover. We know he's not going to do that as much as we want him to. We know his tendency is to shoot more than he should based on his percentages. So let's not test that. (laughs) Uh, What I can tell you is that it doesn't really matter who the third best Celtic is. Ideally, it shouldn't, they should be far behind. There should be a nice gap between Jalen Brown at number two and the third best Celtic, whoever that is, unless there's some massive leap that somebody takes. But yeah. Well, I put this the tweet is, this out. Is Jason and Jalen's team. Yeah. I put the tweet out. Who is the Celtics third best player? Brogdon, Smart, Horford, or Rob Williams? Uh, go to at Coach Motenko. Make your selection. Let us know. Uh, and we'll uh, bring up the final tally at the next po- next podcast. And uh, Mike Minkoff will have the opportunity to weigh in then too. Uh, but Adam, you want to talk about summer league? Yeah, I thought you wanted. Yeah. To... Oh, okay, that's that's something else. Yeah, great. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I you know, to... not for very long because it, it doesn't right? matter at all. Right, it doesn't matter at all. What what else do you want to talk about that has no significance? Oh no, this is the summertime, Adam. It's the dog days. We can we can bark a lot, or we could get into nope, like no 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 more of that. Yeah. So I I wanted to ask you like. I want to get the excitometer out and see like the scale of zero to 10, 10 being super excited. How are you excited or how excited are you about these players? Okay. Number the 53rd pick in the draft, second round pick, JD Davison. Adam, how excited are you? Wait, wait, are we, what's my scale here? Zero to 10? Zero to 10. Okay. JD Davison. Uh, and when you say excited, like I'm thinking like his potential to, to be an NBA player, to have an impact on the Celtics in his career I mean, at some point, right? It's summer league just ended. He he averaged eight assists a game. How excited are you about this? Yeah, guy? I, I'm a one point seven five on JD Davison. Exactly. He he showed an ability. Listen, nobody's getting more than a two or three. Okay, let me just start there. Oh, you might three somebody. I might three somebody. Yeah. Oh my god. JD Davison. He was a late second round pick. The chances of a player picked at number 53 making the NBA and having any impact in the NBA is so small. I don't even want to like zero to 10%. Okay. That's, that's what we're talking here. So let's do okay. it like this. With that said, yeah, JD Davison, he's a smaller guard. He's athletic. He showed that um, he, he can pass fairly well. He can set up teammates. That was really nice. He can toss a nice lob pass. He's looking for teammates. I liked seeing how uh, pass first he was. Um, he will turn the ball over, which we knew coming out of college. Um, his shot was looked fine, but he's not a good shooter, and that's definitely something he needs to work on. He has some interest in playing defense, uh, but that guy's got a lot to learn, uh, but he's got a foundation that could allow him, if he can learn, uh, to progress in a way where he could make a difference on an NBA roster. But this is the kind of guy that it's easy to fall in love with against this kind of competition uh, don't do it. Don't do it, fans. And how long is his contract? What is, what's he signed for? He's got a two-way contract, so he'll be on that for this year, and then they'll reevaluate. Right. And so the, I think unless, this will be... unless unless somebody else wants to give him a permanent full full contract, they can, and then that might force our our hand to do the same. Um, but I think the learning for him is the big deal for this year. How quickly can this get? Can he learn? Like, can he, can he figure out all the rotations defensively to be able to come up to the big club and get any playing time at all? Uh, and if he does spend any time up with the Celtics, is he going to be able to get any more than just, you know, garbage time? 
Um, I think that you he's should obviously... assume you should assume Josh that he will not have any impact for the Celtics this year. Maybe not even next. He's a project. Sure. Exactly. Uh, I think that if he learns quickly and can pick up the defensive side of the ball, similar to like how Romeo Langford did, even though he, he didn't progress much offensively. Um, but he was there in the right position every single time. Um, so I think Davison has kind of a similar, maybe even projection or trajectory as, as Romeo, just at 6'3 instead of 6'5, 6'6. Because uh, so, his ability to drive, Davison's ability to drive and obviously handle the ball better than Romeo is, is something that I'm a little bit excited about. Uh, so fans listening to this, right? So he's a JD Davison is uh, what two years away f- from maybe being Rome, Romeo Langford. <laughs> I like how you put that. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> if, if all things go well. Right. Okay. Yeah. But didn't, didn't you compare Sam Hauser recently to Gordon Hayward in some respect? He's next on the no. list. Adam. How excited are you? No, I did not. Who did that? I said Who that I that? think that Sam Hauser could play a role off the bench for the Celtics. Okay. But part of the reason is because they ain't got nobody else. Sure. So how excited are you? Um, I'm uh, Sam Hauser. I'd give him a three. I'm going to give wow. Sam Hauser a three. I mean, he did not show up in summer league, but um, I think he can hit an open three at a very high clip. I think he's played some NBA minutes. It totally depends on his confidence. Would love to see Sam Hauser come in and uh, show a thing or two in 10 minutes a game on average. You know, yeah. not a lot of DNP CDs. And then once in a while, he gets a string with, with injuries of playing 15 to 20 minutes in the regular season and hitting some shots. The question, of course, is can he hold up on defense? You're talking about Sam Hauser like I talked about Sam Hauser last year at this time. Uh, but after yeah, a year, but- he hasn't improved much at all in any way. I mean, his ability, his inability to handle the ball at all, or I mean, even as like a one-two dribble guy, it's like he's just going to get swallowed up defensively, even at six-eight. So, uh, and the defensive issues are, I think, clear and irreversible. Um, so yeah, I'm actually down to a one on Sam Hauser. I can't believe you three. Well, if you. He- if you want to talk about a, a guy in that mold who can't dribble, then shouldn't we be talking about Matt Ryan? Um, I don't want to talk about Matt Ryan. <laughs> Do you think he should make the team? Uh, I think that he could get a full contract. I think it's possible. So, but look, I don't think he should. No, it's good. Did to you have... see? Did you see his game winner? Yeah, yeah, it was an that impressive was, that shot. Was cool. That was nice. Yeah. Did you see every other possession? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he moves better without the ball than I thought. He like he's far better at at uh, moving uh, and getting open without the ball than Hauser is, um, and he's a little fast, quicker than I, I expected him to be. Also, yeah, he's perfect for a guy to just be happy being at the end of the bench instead of a guy who's like I'm six eight and athletic. Why are they giving me a chance? Like that's what he's good for to me. I don't think. I don't think he's actually going to do anything in any games or should he? Yeah. Okay. Next time. One and a half, one and a half on excitement about Matt Ryan. Oh man. I'm putting back in the notes, man. He didn't even make the notes pre pods. Yeah, I know. Uh, Next on the list. Mufondu Cabangeli, Adam. Are you, are you excited about Cabangeli and how excited are you? So yeah, we signed signed to a two way contract with JD Davison. 
what was he 27th pick by Brooklyn then traded to the Clippers in the uh the uh Grant Williams draft um I think he's got some tools like he's athletic he's 69 um with long arms like he's got a 9-1 standing reach which is which is fine for a center um he he's strong but he does get pushed around i know that like keith smith likes to talk about how he can't it doesn't hold a position well um and that he's really a four but i think he can play both positions and i think you want him at five because of his rim running ability he can shoot the three a little bit too um and and his free throw percentage from college through the pros um indicates that he should be able to develop uh and improve on his three-point shot um, and his defense isn't bad. Like he's he's able to step out and switch. He's able to protect the rim. He recovers well. Like I, I you think so. He's not. Yeah. You, so what I, mean, is, I don't know if he's always in the right position, but yeah. What are you a four for for Kevin Gilly? No, I'm a I'm a two and a half, maybe two point seven five on him. I think wow. that he's a great he's a great two way pickup. Like he wow. could actually come in and play some minutes at a level of our current starting i'm sorry backup center luke cornett like sure uh yeah, yeah luke I'm, cornett, I'm fine he... taking a flyer on him okay luke i gotta add luke cornett to the list now um this yeah, canadian uh, josh you know like nephew of dikembe mutombo what's not to love i know that's the best thing about him is, is his off the court traits like his his lineage so yeah I'm not a big fan of his mobility. I don't see him recovering well. I don't see him switching well. I don't see him even shot blocking all that well um, because I think he does get pushed around. You know, his, he's a guy, you look at him and he's he looks big and strong, but uh, he doesn't always play that way, in my opinion. He doesn't get low. Like, if he got lower, I think he'd be more effective. Uh, but he plays standing straight up most of the time. And... God, I mean, you're talking about his three-point shooting. I was excited about him coming out of the draft because of that a little bit. But another guy, I think, like Hauser, where he he really hasn't gotten better since the draft uh, or since he was in college. So, like, there was something to work with a couple years ago, but that's now a couple years ago. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool to see these guys still, like, hanging on and trying to make it. Um, so, from that angle, I you know, it's it's good for him. I just don't think if the Celtics are looking at this backup, backup big man position right behind Horford to let him rest and Time Lord, without Tice now, you're looking at Luke Cornett or Kevin Gelly, and I'm I'm not excited about that. Uh, no, in they fact, definitely I, have to upgrade. In fact, I was I was actually more excited about Trevion Williams. Obviously, his defense is a huge concern, and that's obviously our trademark as a squad. So having let's a guy not skip think, over that. <laughs> yeah, I, you don't want to. Let's not. Let's not just say obviously his defense is a concern. This is a four-year college player that has no clue how to guard the pick and roll. Sure, 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 he, sure. He's he's constantly out of position, and he doesn't have the physical attributes to make up for it. And he doesn't yeah. like for a guy who passes as well as he does. You know, it's not. It's not like he doesn't see the floor. It's not like he doesn't know how to scan for who's where on the floor. He just has no interest on defense in doing that. Yeah, I would try to motivate a guy. I'd rather try to motivate a guy 
in that way at the pro level, uh, who has more skills, I think, that could offer a team on the offensive side of the ball, not just his passing, which is kind of exquisite for a big man, but his ball handling too. Um, I think he's got potential as as someone who's a more modern day center who can do a little bit more on offense and then bang with people down low. Um, so yeah, that was I mean for a for a two way spot, like this is a low importance signing, but I would choose because of that I would take the chance on on Williams instead of Cam Kelly. But what do I know? The Celtics brass already shows Cabin Gelly, so I'm obviously wrong, right? I think who else is interested in Travion Williams? Like, what did he show in summer league that is going to make other teams interested? I think the ball handling, the passing, you know, post work. I think I think I think nobody's interested, and I think he's on our G League team as a free agent. Yeah, I don't. I actually overall, I wasn't impressed by our team, our summer league team. This was like the least interested I've been in summer league basketball especially from the celtics perspective once i saw the roster i was like oh man okay um well they traded away all the you know fits and everybody in the uh brogdon deal so that was their whole summer league roster josh i'm shocked you don't want to talk about um broderick thomas i'm not a huge fan of broderick thomas i don't think he should play i don't really think he's an nba player i think he's actually learned and gotten better since last year he's one of the guys that's gotten better but to the point where he should be a rotation player? No. If okay, he was six, I gotta, seven, I it'd be different. Yeah. Question for you, Josh. Okay. What is the difference between Sam Hauser and uh, Matt Ryan and Max Struess? Um, I think Struess is moves better. I think his mobility at six five, but a sturdy six five, is better than. Sam Hauser is six eight, but can't really move at all. You know, stiff hips, no lateral quickness, no up and down like straight ahead speed, um, and doesn't make up for like with extreme hustle. I think Struess hustles more, um, and obviously Matt Ryan's smaller and, and you know just doesn't have the physical physical makeup that Struess that Struess has. You know, Struess is not not like a yeah. Look at the difference in height and weight between Struess and and Matt Ryan, and that's. That's the difference there. So defensively, did you know that Matt Ryan's already twenty five? Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Well, there you have it, everybody. We have topics next week as well to get you through the summer. You know, wisdom to chew on, things to think about. Uh, But you can rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Celtics Pride Pod, or individually at Mike Minkoff NBA and Coach Motenko. Adam's not on Twitter, but that's okay. If you're listening now, consider yourself a part of Celtics Pride on Celtics Blog.